St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Greg Lindbergh. And on this episode, we are returning uh, to a a visit with uh, one of our students that we chatted with on the previous episode of this podcast. And he is retired Sergeant Major Clifford Lovejoy. Sergeant Major, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you very much, Greg. It's uh, it's a good day to to dance with you and (laughs) members of uh, the St. Leo family. Absolutely. Like I mentioned before, we're lucky to have you as a student, just with your background and everything. So speaking of St. Leo University, um, I know you did attend for your undergrad with us. I know you did attend a few of our centers, education centers in Georgia. So if you could just kind of take us through the time frame of how you initially found out about St. Leo and ultimately, ultimately made that decision to enroll with us. Well, absolutely. Uh, if I may, I'd like to digress and go back to, I believe, uh, 2003 when I relocated, uh, transferred from the Pentagon to Fort McPherson, Georgia. Uh, and uh, there, as an active duty soldier, uh, everyone was trying to better uh, their skill sets and for their life after the military. And so, uh, one day I looked and I seen all these soldiers running at lunchtime and they weren't going to uh, a dining facility. And I stopped one and said, where are you going? And he said, man, I got to go to class. We got school, you know? So, uh, I said, wow. And, uh, so it turned out that, uh, you know, uh, there was universities and St. Leo was one of them. The main one at Fort McPherson was, uh, where soldiers were, uh, in the afternoon, starting at lunchtime, uh, going to school, and as well uh, afterwards. And so I took a look at the uh, different universities and decided on St. Leo at the time uh, as a Catholic university, and so that's how essentially it started right there. And uh, took some few courses while I was deployed, uh, in the theater of operation and I felt, man, this, you know, this is not really good to be a soldier fighting in war and completing his studies. But of course I wasn't as well-rounded then as I am now, but, uh, and it was kind of difficult for me to to focus on taking an online test after just being in a, a combat operation. And so I was really struggling to get through. But, uh, once I got back to, uh, Atlanta, I knew that it was something that, that I needed to do, complete my schooling, and uh, uh, from my previous experiences, uh, from the faculty advisors and others, there was no school that really supported uh, veterans and military like St. Leo, so I went to the uh, Morrow facility and enrolled, and uh, it was a look, I started out initially with uh, human resources because that had been my background, but as I began to navigate and learn some things uh i i knew that one of the weaknesses i had was mathematics and so i couldn't do really business and things of that nature and i can't stand math anyway and uh so 
I, I wanted something with a religious background, but as well something that would help me understand my uh, fellow man in, in a better understanding because I felt I had a life that was lightweight sheltered in as much as 39 years in the military. There's a whole life, you know, some of our military installations like Fort Bragg is bigger than Denver, Colorado, you know, got more people, more land, more everything. And so uh, there's a whole different military culture. And uh, but now that I was out of the military, I had to learn about the world and how to survive and navigate. And, and so uh, ultimately uh, chose uh, sociology uh, with a specialization in applied clinical and diversity and equality, and it was exactly what I needed uh, to, to help me understand uh, marriages, people, how the brain works, and uh, just how to survive with diversity and people and, and everything. And so that really worked out well. And uh, actually, it, it helped save my life because of all the people uh, that was studying in that program, uh, both adults uh, who were attending the different uh, online, or excuse me, remote uh, classes. Um, and then you had students who were uh, fresh out of high school as well. So we had a combination. And then you had the professionals who had jobs, uh, full-time jobs, but was a part-time professor. So it was just a wealth of people coming together to get at it to improve their uh, quality of life. And I was in the middle of shooting, moving, and communicating, you know, being 60 years old and a full-time student with everybody giving it all that they had. And they, they kind of thought I was strange because I was into it so much, but I was learning, you know, from everybody, the people and why they were going and and what moved them and, you know, sociologists, Wow, you, you won't find any better people. Matter of fact, my hero is William Julius Wilson, who is uh, one of our uh, very famous sociologists. And uh, his background, I, I kind of thought, was similar to mine, where his mother was a maid and come from a background that she wouldn't believe and rose up to be a professor at Harvard and uh, some other things. And uh, so, heck. It, it really all came together, and uh, ultimately, as, as I finished uh, sociology, I uh, decided that I needed to pursue the master's and ultimately uh, a Ph.D., and so it was a little bit of a struggle to figure out uh, which program would be the best for me, but uh, St. Leo had exactly what I needed, which was uh, emergency disaster management, which fit for me because... I still want to be in the fight, so to speak, to help save the world. And I think today, with everything that's going on, uh, of course, each individual program would tell you what they bring to the table, but I think that's an exceptional program, and it's helped me tremendously, and I can't wait to get to work in the very near future to bring my skills to bear. So that's kind of a little bit of the background starting in 2016 when I began uh, full-time with St. St. Leo University. Very well said. And just going back to the bachelor's program, I know there were a few instructors that you had in that program who really stood out to you and made such a positive impact in, on you. And I wondered if you could just kind of speak to 
some of those instructors? Well, absolutely. Uh, there was two in particular. There was Dr. Margaret Sneed and uh, Dr. Omoma Mendoza. Uh, and they uh, were really, really exceptional. Uh, both are sociologists and uh, would uh, work with the students like you wouldn't believe. I, I got a chance to not only know that how well they worked with me because it was very challenging. I was sick with prostate cancer residuals where I had the PTSD, high blood pressure, diabetes too. Oh man, don't let me have a hot flash now. Uh, obesity, wearing a pamper, had a care provider and a service dog. So I'm bringing all of this to to St. Leo, you know, and uh, one of the things I think every student has to do is, is take a moment and be honest with their uh, instructors to, to tell them who they are and what they stand for and what they're going through so they can, you know, have a better feel because they, you know, they've got a, a good range of people to work with. And it was just amazing how both of them rolled up their sleeves and uh, worked with me uh, in everything that I needed uh, with any issue, both professionally, personally, and I mean, they were there for me uh, and, and there for other students. I, I was able to watch and I was a little frustrated in the beginning because I didn't really understand uh, that Dr. Sneed was such a caring uh, instructor, and she's also a scientist at uh, CDC, so, you know, she really understands her craft and uh, and how to work with adults, and so uh, I've watched her roll up her sleeves, meet with uh, the different members, and give them some tutoring. Uh, don't want to really put out her business, but, you know, she, they could meet at her house and, and sit down and really go at it, and so I, I really call that uh, I, I think when you talk about commitment, you can talk about the the chicken and the pig, you know, and the difference between the two. I'm showing I'm a southern kid now is that, uh, you know, the chicken gives up the egg. But when you talk about commitment, the pig gives up the bacon. And so ultimately he dies. And so that's really being committed. And so bringing students uh, who were adults and really working with them as, as they needed extra help and coaching them in that environment was was exceptional and and it reminds me of the military where we don't leave anyone behind you know in the middle of combat and so i i was able to discover that uh, in particular with those two and and uh dr mendoza was able to English was really her forte, and uh, some of the students struggled with writing, and I watched her when I would either come in early because I was retired or, or stay late, and she was there with the students uh, rolling up her sleeves and, and going at it. And so, and, and as you know, they don't get paid any extra money, you know, for uh, that time. And uh, so I, I don't know if, if the students really – I probably think that they think that that's just the way St. Leo rose, but that isn't. That it, it is, but that every university isn't like that, and not all facility uh, instructors are like that. And so you won't find two better qualified women that are professionals on top of their craft and and can talk about any subject on the spectrum of life. You know, 
from the beginning of religion all the way until today and 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 after you know and so that 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 was motivating me to keep going and and kind of want to be around them because uh, while we have generals and great warriors these two ladies were really uh, inspiring for me and they didn't know that uh, when I came to class you know and I was you know, dressed as well as I could. Hell, I was coming to see them and listen to them because they was part of some knowledge, and I wanted every bit of it. Right, right. Very interesting. Could you also talk about just as far as the education centers you attended and just kind of the vibe of the centers, the atmosphere, you know, just your fellow students, the staff. I know from what I understand, it really is a family environment, every St. Leo location. Well, absolutely, and uh, you know, it, it, both the in class and the online both have their pluses and minuses. But when you have uh, that many professionals in class uh, working throughout the great city of Atlanta, uh, students from all walks, everybody just trying to make it better. Uh, there, there was a lot of good networking and a lot of assistance. You know, I was able to find that uh, there was classmates after I finished uh, class, and I'd walk out and there'd be a young lady standing there, and her ride didn't pick her up, or, or the bus had already come and gone, and they had no way to get home. And, you know, and so I didn't know that students were catching buses to come to school and and uh yeah and and it was like miles away so i'd volunteer and give them a ride and uh uh, it was really surprising how far it was away you know and and then to go into the neighborhood uh told me a few things that man everybody's trying to improve their their quality of life and and just the way the the students shared things their challenges who they are and uh uh, it, it was just really wonderful, and and uh, we would then, uh, as well, that if someone had an issue, one of the class members would take charge and bring it to everybody else's attention, and then we would get at how to solve it and what to do. And so, and and the uh, instructors were aware of that and would contribute as well, and. And so, yeah, because it was all about success, and nobody was uh, trying to block anyone from from doing anything to to help everyone be successful, you know, in the right way. And so that was very, very rewarding. And uh, each location, even though it had uh, different people there, it, it, it was the same family environment. And don't know how it is in really in Florida, you know, there on the campus, but man, it's the real world out here, and uh, the professionals getting at it and helping one another uh, with jobs, and you know, because people listen to one another brief and give their presentations and uh, their grades, and yeah, so hiring actions would take place, members working at the VA, and guidance was being given, and so you're coming to class every day. You could just about take any personal issue you had at home and bring it out as a discussion somewhere, maybe during break, and there was somebody who could assist you and get at it, and I thought that was really wonderful. Right, very nice. 
I know you did mention uh, your wife, Lady Veronica, and I believe she was also a student at the time or was, you know, taking classes while you were attending some of the education centers and then working on your bachelor's degree. And I'm curious, what was that like having her support there, you know, when you both were attending there? Well, uh, that's very exciting because, you know, even though I'm uh, today, I'm 64, I, I look like I'm 36, except for the beard. But, uh, you know, uh, Lady Veronica is a beautiful uh, young Latina, 40 years old, and uh, helped save my life and, is in, and serves as my uh, no, not only best friend, but my wife and care provider. And so a uh, part of that then was to, to go to school as well and uh, to be able to sit in the classroom with her and uh, uh, for her to be from Mexico and, and look at uh, America's best, you know, uh, learning and working every day together so we could talk about our studies, uh, the few classes that we had together or she would be right down the hall as we chose to make sure that we went on the same days uh, uh, so we could ride together and to be able to have those discussions uh, at home and at uh, the dinner table was 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 very helpful and uh, helped in the marriage and uh, with the service dogs and 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 just everything and so uh, to to, to then also learn about if there was any challenges, because sometimes girls talk about things in the restroom. You know, if there was an issue, you know, she would share it with me. And, uh, you know, as a young sergeant major, I'm going to bring it to somebody's attention and we're going to get at it, you know, because we, we don't let folks, our students, have problems and, and try to go to school and we know about it and not do anything about it. So it was really uh, a wonderful and uh, so I'm, I'm excited that uh, she's been a part of my life, and uh, we look forward to uh, my ultimately going to graduation and working on uh, putting together uh, uh, my outfit and uh, all of those things. So it's, it's going to be exciting times. Very cool. That's awesome. And then I know you did mention the, the Graduate Emergency and Disaster Management Program that uh, you're currently in. And I know that is uh, it's, it's an <clears throat> online program, and which is obviously a different animal, you know, from attending an actual physical location. Talk about, uh, you know, just how you've, uh, how you've handled that program, what that whole experience has been like taking an online degree program. Well, um, thank you. <laughs> That's, yeah, goodness gracious. Just finished uh, uh, a course. I, I would tell you that online is, is a different program. It, it uh, offers some wonderful things for those who are professionals and uh, can actually get to class. So uh, that's wonderful in that light. Uh, for me, uh, number one, it's all about commitment. You really got to be committed uh, uh, because there's nobody really to help you but yourself. And uh, and so and it's all online. And, and so you've got to be for those who do that. You've got to be 100 percent committed and nothing else will suffice. You have to make that commitment. And with that, uh, 
I think my only struggle was that, or has been, that I want to talk to somebody, <laughs> you know, and so <laughs> everything is through writing. And I said, God, I, I do enough writing. It, it's, and so I, I like instant feedback. And, and so, but yeah, and it's an awful lot of writing. And, and the standards are higher in the graduate program, you know, so you've got to lace up your boots and, and find that going from the undergrad to the graduate is, it, it, it's really that. When it has the title master's, it really means that. Uh, one of the things I recently learned that was a little bit frustrating was because uh, I aspired to be the valedictorian and uh, with the appropriate GPA and was competing and uh, found that I couldn't be because uh, that's only for the undergraduate because everyone going into the master's program is big brain. Well, I've right. never been great before, so it was <laughs> it was something new for me and something I was chasing and uh, – went all the way up to the president to, to ask why, because the answers that I was given uh, just didn't suffice for me because I'd never been in the category that I could be looked at to be a valedictorian, you know. And uh, But, you know, no university has valedictorians in the graduate program, and so uh, that's just one I'll have to push aside, and uh, we'll hopefully have a hooded uh, ceremony. And uh, But with that said... Uh, the other interesting thing with the graduate program is you have all the professionals around the world that are uh, both overseas and different things that are taking courses, and you get to, in the introductions, all in writing, you get to look at who they are and where they're at, and so if you want to chase a, a career in a particular organization, there you got a senior official in that organization to include your uh, faculty advisors. Some of the most important folks around the world are faculty advisors at St. Leo, and they're more than willing to assist and, and make a recommendation, providing that you got the right GPA and you shared some things, and uh, uh, they're there to, to provide all the right guidance. So it's really worked out extremely well for me, and uh, I talk to still frequently both my uh, instructors at the undergraduate program and and uh, the graduate program matter of fact i believe that uh, with the virus going on right now and i thought about what is it i can do to help the students and i realized it's meals ready to eat which is a package of of meals that are sealed that can last for five years and uh, it's my thought as an em emergency disaster management student with the uh Within the communities, we may ultimately get locked down. And if we do, how are you going to eat? Because the supermarkets and everywhere, you know, I've got a son in Italy right now who's locked down and sharing some of his challenges with me. And so hmm. uh, I talked to uh, one of my uh, instructors the other day in disaster emergency management and shared with them what I was doing to share with Dr. Sinise that we need to look at how to get these meals to the students and to the, as well as their faculty advisors because soon, uh, you know, Walmart and every place, you, if you're locked down, you got to eat. If you can't go out and get it, what you going to do? And so that's my contribution. And he had shared with me um, that our infrastructure is so good there at St. Leo that we can instantly go online for every student 
to include those at the campus. And if things really got bad, we would ultimately maybe need to, you know, send students home and back where they came from if things ever got that bad. So St. Leo has plans and processes in place. And I said, go ahead, St. Leo. No wonder I'm on the 18th. <laughs> so, yeah, it, this is just good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. And kind of on that note, if you could just speak broadly about what St. Leo University has meant to you in your life and how it maybe has changed you or changed your perspective or really made a positive impression on you. Well, goodness gracious. Let me see. Well, I'm always going to be a Sergeant Major. You know, that was something that you can never take away, and that's that's my title. But that's, you know, and that was primarily in combat. And today, you know, a lot of people still call me Sergeant Major, but really I've always considered myself just a, a student of life, and I continue to learn and will always want to learn. Uh, and what St. Leo has really done for me is it's, in totality, it's made me a whole person all the way around. Uh, because once your military career is over, no matter what profession you've chosen, uh, you've got to be able to bring some things to the table. And seeing Leo through sociology and all the people that I've met and diversity and equality has just made me a, a better person where I can listen I'm more understanding, and uh, no, just about no matter what you talk about, either I know a tad bit about it or I know how to go do some research on it. So it's it's helped me with my PTSD that I can relax. Uh, the many veterans that I've had a chance to talk to in class, we understand that now we understand that uh, education is the center of gravity. You know, there was a frustration in the military some time ago as we held promotion boards and we would look at a person's records uh, and we would look at how many times they deployed. I'm talking about sergeant majors now and the old ones. And if you had deployed the combat nine or ten times, we thought that was exceptional and that's the kind of guy to be promoted, but if you were pursuing your undergrad or your graduate, we would say that soldier is not taking care of soldiers because they're focused on their education and not the welfare of their soldiers. And so that was an own mindset for those who had no education. Uh, and, and so uh, we've learned as those of us who've got beyond that and, and are out now and are senior in age that education is the center of gravity and you can't make decisions if, if you're not informed and, and know how to do research and, and things of that nature and how to read and write because at some point in time you've got to express yourself, uh, you've got to, you know, write a statement and all those things and, and one that's legible, you know, and that makes sense. And so St. Leo has put all that together, not only for me, but as I've listened to the other students who were competing for promotion and what we were trying to achieve, uh, it, it's just uh, so it, it's made me a better person. My wife is uh, better, I think, of it because of it, and we're even a little closer. And uh, we we think we're St. Leo kids. <laughs> Very nice. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing one of my uh, St. Leo. Uh, 
jackets right now, you know. And so when I go out throughout uh, Atlanta, I'm proud to wear it. Some people wear Nike and all that other stuff, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm St. Leo and can talk about it. And when they then have a conversation with me, they'll think about, uh, well, I've got to check St. Leo out because the students there are good-looking, articulate, and uh, and seem to be clean. Got all their teeth, fingernails are clean. And so, you know, we groom pretty well, at least here in Atlanta, and I'm sure at the main campus. But, yeah, I'm, <laughs> so that's. That's my bit on uh, what St. Leo has uh, done for the young Sarge mates. Wow. Hey, we certainly appreciate your support and just, you know, we're so honored to have been able to serve you as far as education and whatnot. So we, we appreciate those words very much. I did want to touch on uh, your involvement with uh, active duty military veterans and also families, you know, military families. Uh, that have dealt with various struggles and challenges, whether it's health, uh, whether it's suicide. I know you've done a lot of work and then spent, you know, many hours of your time devoted to that population. So if you could just speak to some of, you know, the specific things that the specific things that you've done with regard to, uh, you know, some of those organizations involved in those areas. Yes. Well, uh, Helping veterans, uh, those are my favorite people. <laughs> I didn't really know. Uh, you know, there seems to be a lightweight discrimination between those who are, and it's not really that, it's just an ego thing, between those who are active duty and those who retire and are a veteran and who's really the best. And it's really one family and one team. And I think every soldier one day, that, uh, or airman, uh, no matter what branch you serve in, if you... Uh, get your way and you're fortunate enough uh, that you can retire because the military is the only organization in America today that you can get a full retirement with 20 years of service. And that's very difficult to do because you can get in an accident and if anything happens and then you maybe won't be able to retire. But having done that and uh, got a chance to look at nonprofits, I, I worked as the uh, combined federal campaign manager for the Army in the National Capital Region in Washington, D.C., and I then knew a couple years ago we had over 8,000 nonprofit organizations, and so I was looking for which ones really help veterans and uh, found a couple, Wounded Warrior Project, which is an exceptional organization, Operation Warfighter with scuba diving, but the one that really touched my heart uh, and changed the trajectory of my life at the moment was Tragedy Assistant Program for Survivors. And it's been around for 25 years, caring for families of the fallen. And I'm a military mentor uh, for that program. And in that program, uh, if you've lost a, a parent, a uh, a brother, cousin, you know, uh, serving in the military, that this nonprofit organization is there for you. Um, and really professional, uh, 25 years. Uh, what, what happened for me as a military mentor, uh, because I, I looked at everything that I was involved in, and I said, you know, I want to help a, a young teenager, a young kid, everybody my age, we've already made the mistakes and it is what it is. 
uh, at that point in time, and we're just trying to survive. I said, but I want to help uh, young kids uh, change the trajectory of their life. And so what better program than go get involved in for children who've lost a parent uh, in combat? And so as I got involved in TAPS, it just really changed the way I thought because not only there uh, were they really helping uh, families, but I got a chance to learn something much more about suicide. And that, because in the military, once you, if you commit suicide, you know, there's an investigation and some things are done and you gotta go. But there's a life with the families after the suicide has taken place. And so, you know, how do you deal with uh, grief and how do you stabilize in the aftermath of the loss and, and the journey? And so uh, this program focuses on that. And I found that as I got a chance to be a military mentor, there was a, a young mentee uh, as I got involved Probably there's never too much, but you know, one, you know, again, it goes to that pig and chicken commitment. You got to really be committed, and you can't just be half in. And of course, you know, St. Leo has been a part of that for me. They've been committed to me, so I'm just passing it forward in, in the commitment as well. And so, with the skill sets that I've learned about sociology and not just being a hardcore sergeant major, so. Here I am, you know, with a 14-year-old kid whose brother has uh, killed himself in, in suicide. And so what are the challenges for, for a child out there? Well, I ultimately discovered as I began navigating that there's many challenges because, uh, you know, no one knows why a person takes their life, per se. And so then you have the family that's immediately impacted and, and they're struggling because they gave their kid to the military. And so why didn't you take care of them, so to speak? Well, the military can't quite answer it because they did what they were supposed to do. They didn't see it coming, maybe. And so then there's the parents and here the parents are uh, struggling, you know, with the, with the grief and, and the anger and everything that's associated. And you know, there's, with suicide, you know, there's no pride per se, or excuse me, there's there's no hero thing, uh, thing associated with that. There's shame, and so the the parent is struggling. How did it happen? He didn't tell me. I didn't see it coming. And 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 then the kids, you know, my my brother, and so learning and and just listening and being a part of that and, and meeting with the parents and. And the father was able to say, hey, love, Joy, let me tell you, I, I could really start, major. I could really use, use your help. My son, he's not listening to me. He thinks that, uh, if, that, I'm, uh, done, that I don't care anymore, that I'm trying to forget. But really, hell, I'm hurting. He, he, it's only been six months, and, and I'm doing the best I can. And so, and my wife, she's doing everything she can. And even though this program TAPS has, everything to help the families here it takes more it takes the military mentors to to roll up their sleeves and to be involved and listen to these children and so this kid wants to 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 go into the military and be a sniper and be a ranger and 
and to uh, be able to fly him in and uh, take him to uh, a football game and take him to a state park and just listen to him and and make sure that he's on the right path with path taps covering down in the professional areas and all the counseling that's available. But for me to be right there, because sometimes a kid doesn't want to listen to his parents. And I thought I wanted a kid that had lost his parents where I could, you know, be the hero. But here it was just a big brother and he wouldn't listen to anybody but someone else who was a highly decorated combat veteran. So it was a fit for both of us and uh, to be able to help him navigate. And matter of fact, uh, he came to my house and flew him in and he looked at my 2010 Mustang and it's a convertible and the top wouldn't go all the way up and all the mechanics were trying to charge me all kind of money telling me what it was going to take and needed at any top. He went and took his bags upstairs and said, let me get at it. Next thing you know, I'm sitting there and watching, and I'm a little frustrated because I said, this 14-year-old kid's going to show me up. And he had taken out the whole back seat and, and determined that it just needed some fluid. You know, and uh, so, heck. Yeah, and so here, here's some skill sets and 14 years old and wants to go into the military and how am I helping him and him helping me and going to an Atlanta Falcons football game and just watching him be excited. And, and uh, so this program has really helped me be a better person because for those children who've lost a loved one who's gonna who's gonna take care of them as veterans we have that responsibility to make sure we've got our our hands on the pulse and so for me to be involved with this kid along with one from australia uh and 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 the mothers and and what they have gone through with suicide you know what they've lost their husband and and their struggle as a woman would share with a mentor that I can't teach him how to be a man, and I need help with that. And so if you're going to be a mentor, I've got this woman pointing in my face, you know, and I just signed up to be a mentor. I didn't know that it was really (laughs) a real commitment like that, that you, I want you, because I don't have a grandfather, there's no one else, an uncle, I want you to teach him how to be a man. Oh, God, this is, so So really, you, you, you have no idea how wonderful it is and how much we're really needed. And I'm sure the same thing with uh, girls, uh, women in, in this program. And so it's, it's uh, really changed some things for me. And uh, secretly, um, I'm committed 100%. I've told him as, as he's fixed the Mustang that as I work with his ROT instruct, ROTC, junior ROTC instructors, that he needs to get a 3.5 GPA. And for graduation, he gets the Mustang. Oh, now, wow. uh, that's a forcing function for me because, um, you know, you got to stay in school, really good-looking kid, and everybody's trying to recruit him for a lot of different things. And so, uh, but I want him to be able to go, this is me silently, to West Point and uh, finish his school and can have his vehicle and just be a, a member of the community. But And at the end of the day, uh, yeah, so uh, all I ask for is simply that he, 
once he grows up, that he do the same thing for, for someone uh, to help them find their way and to be for them 100%. They call me, they, you know, they text, actually, and FaceTime. And so uh, that's been very, very exciting to know that they got girlfriends to pass all the kind of advice that you would as a big brother, hooking them up with my sons and uh, it, it, it's fabulous. So they've got a lot of wonderful nonprofit organizations out there. But TAPS is, for those who are veterans, it's one of the very best to be a part of the, the military uh, mentor program. And I, again, have learned more than I could ever want to know about suicide. And when you bring people from all over the world in one place who have gone through the same thing, suicide, where someone in their family has killed themselves, because that's what it is, uh, and to bring them together to heal and to go to classes and to, to get footing, proper footing, it, it's just a wonderful thing. And so I just really wanted to share that for those who are veterans who are standing on the side and have made it we still have to get back in the fight. And there are some children out there at all ages, both uh, seven and eight years old, all the way up to 21 years of age that are in the TAPS program who need uh, military mentors in their life. And uh, so we're excited. My, my wife has rolled up her sleeves and is doing the cooking when they pay me a visit. Uh, hopefully one of the kids from Australia will be coming this summer and spending some time here with us and uh, just don't know a better way as his father uh, was in the Australian Army to, to give back to just making sure that young adults can grow up and contribute to uh, the society that they currently live in. Yeah. That's great stuff. That just, I really have nothing else to add to that. I mean, that's such a wonderful organization and the fact that you're willing to take so much time out, you know, in the midst of also working on a graduate program and everything. It's just, we really can't, you know, thank you enough and, and pat you on the back enough for what you do for the community and, and young people, like you mentioned. Well, you know, it, it's been because one of the things I like to do as, as I mentor is I'm able to let them see, you know, because and, and, you can go to St. Leo, too. You get what I'm saying? And uh, uh, look at my GPA, look at the papers that I've written. written. Sometimes if you want to grow up, you want to you got to see somebody who looks like you or who how you may want to become. You know, not everybody can get to Denzel Washington. So you got to start major love joy. I'm not just telling you, you, you got to have a GPA of 3.5 or better, but here's mine, and here's what it takes, and here's my dogs, you know. So they, they, I've got three Belgian Malawas and a service dog. They get to walk with me. They get to uh, learn about dogs, because I believe that uh, no matter where you're at, you, if, if I get my way, you got to start with a dog. you got to learn how to love a dog because a dog will never abandon you. Here's Lovejoy promoting dogs. <laughs> that, you know, if you run out of money, that person may leave you, but the dog will never stop loving you. And so you can learn there to take care of a dog, and then you can start with yourself and some other things. So this whole thing has come together, and I can use the right terminologies and express myself and so it's all weaved together, and so I really have to say it's nothing Clifford Lovejoy has done. It's, it's been St. Leo, my 
faculty advisors, Dr. Sneed and others, who are part of nonprofits and go away and contribute and do things. And so I really think it's just what educated people do. I didn't know. You know, I wasn't educated before, but I, I think that's what they do. And all of them that I talked to is involved in a nonprofit somewhere helping make America a better country. And uh, but it's it's the education. It's because they're able to make informed decisions and they know they need to do that. And if you don't have the education, you don't know. And so you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So very well said. All right. Well, I, I just really cannot. Excited. Yeah. I just cannot uh, thank you enough, uh, retired Sergeant Major Clifford Lovejoy, for joining us here on the St. Leo 360 podcast. Really appreciate all the, the insight and just your honesty and and the time that you've given us and, and spent with us. So, again, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, allowing me to, to share my story as I continue to negotiate and uh, through life and Hopefully, uh, as I continue to do the things I'm doing, I, I look forward to, you know, being a uh, part-time professor at St. Leo. That's how much I, I care about my university. I don't want to teach anywhere else, and I want to be able to help young adults and, and young professionals uh, uh, as I wear the St. Leo pride uh, to, to be a part of our university because I know we care uh, and that we're fully committed, and uh, there there isn't a better university out there that takes care of uh, veterans and military members uh, like St. Leo. And so I just got to share that, and I can tell you that with 39 years of service for those who may listen, that when a sergeant major tells you it's true, there's no question on whether or not that's a fact. My name is Lovejoy. And I'm still Army Strong. Excellent. All righty. Thanks so much. Thank you. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.